0: I'm Chloe D. Frost, and you are listening to Athernia. In the last episode, you've seen how exciting and chaotic the lives of our two protagonists are going to become in a very short amount of time. And now, it's time to start this story from the beginning, from the fateful day the trouble started. I hope you continue to follow Athernia. Enjoy the episode. In the previous episode... A mysterious woman is confined in a room with no way out. She's dying, yet she can't die in peace because she's the only one that knows a dangerous secret. After a fierce battle with an unknown mage, Kiel and Ellaru are buried under an avalanche of rock. Moments before their fall, Kiel recalls how his life changed into its current chaotic state. Episode 2. How it all began. That fateful day, a hazel blur could be seen flying skillfully between the canyon pillars. The scales which adorned the creature glittered brightly under the desert sun, contrasting sharply with the black clothes worn by the rider. The powerful sweeps of its wings rose soft red sand all around them, but the rider didn't mind. On the contrary, the wind hitting his face felt very refreshing in the summer heat, carrying an earthly smell of burnt sand which he could still feel even though his nose and mouth were covered by a scarf. It had been a calming, enjoyable ride. Kiel Rhoda didn't know it back then, but this ride would be the last bit of real peace he would feel in a long, long time. Keel pulled on the leather reins of the dragon, making him stop gracefully in front of an orange house in the Upper bait. This part of town was filled with tidy, medium-sized houses with small green gardens, whose roofs were covered with orderly rows of red brick. Upper Bait stood still, covered by a veil of silence with no person or creature in sight. Gil looked towards the small wooden porch just in time to see a figure emerge behind the vivid, multicolored drape hanging above the entrance to the house. Kiel pretended not to see the approaching figure, and dismounted gracefully, removing his goggles and scarf. He breathed in the faint scent of roses spreading through the dry desert air, and wiped the sweat from his forehead with the back side of his gloves. The dragon puffed through its nostrils. Releasing hot air His gaze unconsciously drifted to the high cliffs on the southern side of the canyon, towering above the town. His eyes focused on the distant figure sitting on the highest pillar of the canyon, next to the small blue flag marking it as the highest point in the entire town of Bade. She was still there, staring right at him, or at least in his general direction. He doubted she could actually see him as clearly as he could see her. Her Elibu eyes weren't capable of zooming in on distant targets like his Argyll eyes. He could tell she was an Elibu because of the long pointy ears protruding through her hair. Bade was an Argyll town. There were no Elibu in Bade. Consequently, she was by default an exotic creature to kill who rarely left Bade. Did she perhaps want to come to town, but was afraid the townsfolk would be hostile to her? Was she raised in an Elibu city and didn't feel comfortable around Argyll? That was certainly possible, considering how only the big cities had residents of both races. Many Halnaans lived their entire lives without contact with the other race. Kiel was not a people's person showing genuine interest in others was not something he often did. And yet, this girl, who sat in the same spot every day under the harsh sunlight from morning until dusk, managed to pique his curiosity. Perhaps he felt intrigued because of his natural attraction towards mysteries. He liked being challenged, The process of finding a solution to a problem amused him greatly. Maybe it was because he longed for something new and exciting to break his everyday monotony. Or perhaps his innate sense of danger was trying to warn him that his life was about to take a sudden turn. It could have been a premonition of fate, for the wheel steering his life might have already been far beyond his reach, firmly in hands of another. Either way, whenever he stopped his work to take a rest, his gaze would drift to the mysterious girl. Kiel, did you come to see me? A high-pitched voice called out to him, making him snap out of his daze and divert his gaze back to the house. Piala was waving her hand frantically, Evidently delighted to see him, her unremarkable blue eyes were ogling him disturbingly. She flipped her long blonde hair with brown highlights seductively, or rather, in a manner she thought was seductive. Heel disagreed. Though, the issue might have been on his side, since he remembered Piala being rather popular in the academy. Her father was a well-known merchant which led her to believe to be of a higher social status than everyone else. She had been in the same grade as him, so he knew her well, as well as he could know someone who he was discreetly avoiding as much as possible. Kiel walked up to her with a package in hand.
1: I did come to see you, as much as it pains me.
0: Of course, he left that last part unspoken. Doing deliveries again? Poor Kiel, why do you need to start from the bottom? You should just throw a pool party instead of wasting your time on these meaningless quests. Leave quests for plebs. Kiel didn't expect a little pampered, stuck-up princess that hadn't worked hard a day in her life to understand that everyone did quests, lower social class and nobles alike. The entire economy of Halnea revolved around quests. Whenever someone wanted something done, they would put up a quest in the quest lodge. Quest-seekers who met the skill requirements of the quest could then take it and complete it for the bounty or glory. Ironic how a middle-class nobody like herself could be so pompous and condescending. He would have expected it from a noble like his father and brother. They had reasons to be arrogant and patronizing. Piala, on the other hand, was full of hot air. Kiel had to exert extra effort to keep his skull of disgust off his face, and instead smiled his trademark gentle, charming smile.
1: I don't want to take advantage of my father's influence to advance in questseeker rank. I want to do it with my power alone, just like everyone else.
0: Kiel lied. He had no intention of mentioning that his father didn't approve of his life plan, hence he offered no help in getting him the credentials needed to challenge the fun quests.
1: Besides, spending the whole day relaxing by the pool gets dull quickly.
0: She giggled and fluttered her eyelashes, attempting to be charming. I would not let you be bored. <laughs> Kiel swallowed down the bile silently, trying to ignore his gag reflex, and handed her the package addressed to her name. Piala, from the moment she first saw him, had designated Kiel as her Prince Charming. He had a shiny, straight yet slightly messy hair, the color of the midnight sky, reaching past his chin. Thick locks of deep blue strands on the left side of his face made his piercing icy blue eyes look even more striking. All Argyll had multicolored hair, a racial trait of which Gil was no exception. She remembered how his eyes scanned the room back then. As his diamond-shaped pupil Argyll were known for met her eyes, she felt her heart skip a beat. She could swear his eyes lit up as well. It hadn't occurred to her that it was the optical trick of light caused by the contrast between the two black rings spreading around his pupil and the rest of his pale blue iris. She had never seen anyone as gorgeous as him. Of course she had heard that most nobles were gorgeous, but still she was sure that Kiel was stunning even by noble standards since she couldn't possibly imagine how anyone could be more dazzling. It might come as a surprise, but Piala wasn't known for being imaginative. Later that day, when she came to introduce herself, he shook her hand. Her knees almost gave out when she felt his pale, smooth, flawless skin against her own. She thought Kiel must have felt shy because he never asked her out even though she followed him around all through the academy like a mana a leech like creature that feeds on mana. Upon finding a good mana source, it sticks around it until depleted. Kill. do you know that alibu? Piala nodded her head towards the girl sitting on the cliff, her jealousy rearing its ugly head.
1: No, why do you ask?
0: He wondered. Mild surprise crossing over his face. She has been rudely staring at you for days.
1: How do you know that? Have you been stalking me again?
0: Was what he wanted to ask. Instead, he kept display of politeness and dignity.
1: Really? I haven't noticed.
0: He knew she had been staring at him a lot. It was impossible not to notice, but he had been staring at her just as much. Giel knew what Piala was implying, without her voicing it out loud. Nonetheless, he didn't agree with her view. He was used to all kinds of stares. Admiration, desire, greed, jealousy, despise. However, he did not recognize the stare that girl directed his way. She has been stalking you for the whole week. You should report that creepy Elibu to peacekeepers and have her arrested. Fiala shared her great wisdom.
1: As opposed to you, who have been stalking me for years,
0: Keel snorted inside his head.
1: I take her over you any day.
0: Instead of saying what he honestly thought, he hid once again behind his lovely smile and flawless lies, pretending to be someone else.
1: We mustn't be quick to judge. She might have a good motive for coming here each day.
0: He reasoned with a soft, understanding smile. Though the calculating, selfish monster concealed behind his cold eyes would never say it in such a way, this time his words weren't all a big lie. Piala clasped her hands and looked at him with admiration. As expected from Kiel, you're always so understanding and gentle. Kiel barely managed to mask his bitter smile. Yes, that's what is expected of him, to be picture-perfect. No one was to know the real him. To everyone, he was a well-mannered son of the influential and prosperous family of mages from the noble bloodline. A person who everyone liked, a person who had many friends. The sad truth was that while many might have considered themselves his friends, there were none he considered as friends. It wasn't just because everyone had an ulterior motive for befriending him. It wouldn't have mattered, even if their intentions were pure, because Kiel didn't like people. People were selfish, noisy, tiring and complicated. Kiel found the most joy in quiet solitude.
1: Understanding and gentle? What a joke.
0: Kiel thought. He imagined twisting Piala's crony little neck. He hated her. He despised pretending to be such a person. And yet, all he ever did was bury that hate deep down and smile his signature smile.
1: You flatter me, Piala. Take care. I must continue my work.
0: Piala giggled and waved. See you later. You're welcome to stop by anytime. He nodded and waved back in a friendly manner knowing inside he would never, ever take her up on that offer. He straddled his dragon and high-tailed it out of there as fast as he could without revealing he didn't want to stay there a second longer than he needed to. He could feel Piawa's eyes checking out his behind. He never looked back. In the middle of the canyon, Surrounded by rocks, a mesmerizing female sat motionlessly, like a statue. The only part of her that showed that she was not a flawless sculpture were fingers of her left hand. They seemed to be playing with a strange crystal. She was twisting the crystal and passing it from finger to finger. The crystal seemed to be a different color each time one looked at it. It was an interesting object. However, Her enchanting eyes weren't focused on the crystal, they were focused on someone or something far away, yet she didn't seem to mind the distance at all. Inside her bubbled excitement until it finally showed on her face in the form of a smile. No one was close enough to be able to see that smile, which was a good thing, for the beauty of that smile could cause the earth and the sky to rumble flowers to wither in shame, and the sun to shy away. What is it? she murmured. Are you asking me to come closer, or are you telling me to stay away? She didn't stop to ponder, nor did her smile leave her face. Call of life, or call of death, it matters not. Those that are not truly alive need not fear death. Sun had already started coming down when Keel was done with his work. He breathed in the fresh evening air, basking in the soft pink and red light of the sunset. Keel looked up at the bright white moon high in the sky. The smaller of the two moons, circling Halnea, was also hovering on the horizon, crescent and glowing orange.
1: What should I do now?
0: Kiel wondered. There was no place he wanted to be. There was no one he wanted to see. He instinctively looked up to the cliffs. She was gone. The yellow girl was no longer sitting on the cliff. Kiel searched the horizon for her silhouette, but couldn't find her.
1: What's going on? She never leaves before the sun sets. Did the summer heat finally get to her? When did she leave?
0: He exhaled and quieted his thoughts.
1: It's none of my business what she does. I don't care if she falls down a cliff and dies.
0: He walked towards the deciduous forest to the west of Bade, thinking of taking a long way through it to the Rhoda Mansion like he always did. Although the woods were not dense enough to completely shield him from view, at least the wildlife was not abundant in the proximity of Bade so it still provided him with peaceful seclusion. And since the trees were about twenty meters high with sturdy branches, he could avoid monotony by switching between walking and jumping from branch to branch. The rustling of dark green leaves in the soft breeze relaxed him. With each breath, he could smell wood and dried leaves. It was a melancholic and refreshing scent. He strolled, dragging his feet enjoying the silence and solitude of the forest. Night had already fallen by the time he came close to the other side of the woods. It's not like someone was waiting for him back home, or that he really wanted to go back there. Therefore, it's no wonder he took his time. Suddenly, he felt a presence, an aura, foreign mana. His eyes widened. It appeared out of nowhere he wouldn't be careless enough not to notice it before, which means the person had concealed their presence intentionally. The body of every living thing constantly let out mana, which created a unique aura. Like breathing let out hot air, mana was the breath of life. Most living creatures had the ability to sense foreign mana, detecting the presence of other beings in their proximity, which meant that it was difficult to sneak up on a creature with an acute mana sense. To combat that perception, predatory creatures had come up with a technique to conceal their presence. To prevent the mana from being detected, it had to be hidden behind a carefully crafted barrier. For creatures with slow mana flow, it was easier to control the mana leaving the body, keeping it just under the barrier. Controlling the movement of a few mana drops was simple. However, the technique became exponentially more difficult, with the increase of mana flow turning extremely hard, extremely fast. For most mages, hiding the presence was a formidable skill that required a precise and proficient mana control. Kiel remembered the time his father took him hunting many years ago, He ordered him to capture a small dragon and left him alone in the forest. Dragons had keen senses. They were predators that relied on hunting other creatures so they could pick up mana from hundreds of meters away. The direction of wind had little influence on mana, since mana had no physical form. It was pure energy, though he had to watch for the wind too because even if he hid his presence, it would be in vain if the dragon caught his scent. It took him the whole day before he managed to control his mana well enough to conceal his presence from the dragon. Luckily, or unluckily, as it turned out later on, he didn't have a lot of mana that he needed to keep in check, or else the task would have taken several days. Kiel turned quickly to the source of the presence. It was close by! Argyll's eyes had great sight, even in the lack of light. However, Kiel struggled to see any movement besides soft wavering of the leaves. His hearing didn't help him much either. The only sound Kiel's ears could hear was the rustling of the leaves as the breeze passed over them. Everything else was completely silent and still. Maybe it was just a hunter returning home from a hunt. He debated whether he should just ignore it. continue home as if nothing happened. His internal struggle was interrupted by a smooth and melodic voice. Do not be alarmed. I mean you no harm. A female figure stepped out from behind a tree. She was surrounded by dense mana, forming an invisible layer of protection that marked her as a mage. Mage armor.
1: If so, why conceal your presence?
0: Kiel asked her. She smiled a guilty smile. If you knew I was approaching you, you would have avoided me. So he was her target. Keel's mind switched to full alert. His body reflexively stepped into a battle stance. He inspected the female thoroughly. Her hair was deep carmine red, slightly curvy, thick and long, tied up in a large high ponytail that reached her waist. It looked a bit messy, in an attractive way. Surrounded with thick black eyelashes, her eyes glowed in the moonlight. The edge of the iris was rimmed with a thick black ring. From the ring spread a sea of teal towards the iris. Before reaching the pupil, teal suddenly changed into bright golden yellow. Her eyes glittered with golden and orange lights that resembled little suns. Since the contrast from black to teal to yellow was sharp, they looked like they were glowing. Or perhaps they were. He had never seen such eyes before. If magic was something that could be seen, he imagined it would look like her eyes. Her facial features were soft and beautiful. Her body was slim, perfect hourglass proportions, curved in all the right places. She had a narrow waist generously sized breast, slim long legs and slender arms. Her skin was sun-kissed, like she spent a lot of time under the desert sun, which she did considering her actions of the past week. Her naturally red lush lips were forming a soft smile. She had dark curvy markings, framing the left side of her face, extending down her neck to her shoulder, marking her as an elibu. From her attire, Kiel could tell she was a professional quest-seeker. She had a water bottle, few small bags, and many needles and daggers strapped on her belt and limbs. Her robes were stylish and showcased her attractive body in an eye-pleasing yet modest way. They hugged her curves as only a custom-made attire could. This girl was probably the most beautiful female he had ever seen. Compared to this girl, Piala looked like a scarecrow. She was unmistakably the Elibu girl who he had been watching sitting on top of the Southern Canyon for the past week.
1: Can I help you?
0: Pial inquired. He didn't know whether to hope for a yes or a no. This one female caused him conflicting emotions. Part of him wanted nothing to do with her, while another part was hopelessly curious. She chuckled lightly. Not quite. However, I can help you. Kiel raised his eyebrows in a genuine surprise.
1: I wasn't aware I needed help.
0: She smiled a knowing smile. Then let me stir your awareness. She stepped closer to him, her smile never leaving her face. You need my help to become a first-class mage and a student of Asher University of Magic. Mm Thank you for listening. I'd like to give special thanks to my friend, Christopher Becklid. He makes beautiful music, and it's thanks to him that Athernia has such a beautiful soundtrack. Thank you, Chris. You rock! You should check out athernia.com website for news and info about Athernia. Don't forget to subscribe! Coming up in the next episode... His breathing became shallow. Although the air temperature was warm, each breath stung him as if he was breathing in pure ice. She put her hand lightly on his rapidly rising and falling chest. He was completely aware that he should run. If he stayed in her net any longer, he would not be able to escape.